Hello, I'm Ella Brunt, and I'm starting a new series that Pastor wanted me to bring to you about Mama Ward's book. You know, you talk, he's talked about the Wards many times and how that they have inspired him. And this is a couple that lived in Houston, and uh, they were just such uh, outstanding missionaries in the uh, Spanish field, mission field. And then uh, whenever they got off the mission field, they moved to Houston and uh, she wrote this book concerning teaching their son, Philip, that was in kindergarten, principles that they could instill in him that would help him be strong as he started school. And uh, she was very adamant about not sending your children to school or daycare or any place else to get taught the things of the Lord, but she said that it started in the home. And as uh, she started teaching her son daily Bible stories before he went to kindergarten, God birthed this book and it says, keep the fruit on the table. And we will discuss uh, the book in uh, detail and we'll take it. There's only five chapters in it. Unfortunately, it is out of print, and uh, we will be trying to see about republishing it. But right now, we will just be teaching some lessons that are in this book. And uh, I just wanted to give you a personal testimony. I met the wards at a Full Gospel Businessmen's International Convention in New Orleans back in uh, the late 70s. And uh, their title is Mama and Papa Ward. So whenever I talk about them, uh, that those are uh, terms of endearment that uh, we called her Mama and him Papa Ward. And so th they were just a spiritual mother and father to many people, and especially the young people. They love to be around the young people and, and get them started and grounded in the Word of God. They even converted their, their garage at their house to a prayer room. And uh, she, was, she would have Bible studies. They were called the Society of Praying Women in the Houston area, and they had powerful uh, Bible studies. And in their home, uh, that's why we're having a kitchen table because there was so much counsel that was given over their kitchen table in their meager home. It was just a, a wood frame house in Houston, but you were welcome anytime, anytime you needed a call. and talk to them. They were always available. And so they mentored uh, many, many people. Uh, the first uh, picture that I'll be showing is uh, Mama Ward uh, with her stance whenever she was teaching at a retreat in the late 70s. And so uh, they're just very, very special people. And uh, this book she wrote, and we will be discussing um, some items in it. But just to give you a little bit of background, whenever they were on the Spanish mission field uh, in America and in foreign countries, uh, Papa Ward lost his voice that night that he was supposed to preach. So she was on schedule to preach. And uh, as she was preparing, she had her message already. And so they used interpreters. So as she went to the pulpit that night, opened her Bible to read the passage in English for the interpreter to interpret it in Spanish, she just started reading in perfect Spanish. 
She understood what she was saying. She could read the English Bible and just automatically interpret it. So this is just a supernatural that these people uh, lived in to let you know some of their background. And they were just down to earth people. Uh, so um, let's, let's uh, look at chapter one of Keep the Fruit on the Table. The opening uh, subtitle is Simple Lessons for the Establishment and Maintenance of Communication in the Human Family. So just the simplicity of God's Word and how she presents it. So the first chapter is Keep the Fruit on the Table, and uh, she uh, brings the text in Genesis 1, 11, and 12, and I'll read it for you today. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb bearing seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. That's Genesis 1, 11, and 12, and we'll, we'll come back to that. And then the second scripture she points out is Galatians 5, 22, and 23, and we know that as the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, uh, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So Jesus used natural uh, illustrations to present spiritual lessons. A lot of times the, the disciples that he was teaching couldn't quite grasp it. They would see it in the natural, but they couldn't kind of turn it into the spiritual lesson sometimes. But Jesus was faithful and, you know, being a disciple of Jesus, we are disciplined ones. So that means that we have the discipline to get up. And she was very uh, regimented in her prayer and Bible study that she asked God to, to wake her up in the night or what at an appointed time. And so as he did that, she would get up, she would pray, she would commune with God and have a personal relationship. And so as we can see, as she's writing this book, to also, not that she, not only that she was a disciplined one, but she encourages believers to be disciplined, to uh, have their time, have their appointment time with prayer and Bible study as you grow and mature and are one of his disciples. So in Genesis 1 and 11, uh, we just read that in God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the earth yielding seed and the fruit seed yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so herein is set forth God's unchanging law. She writes, like begets like. When you come to an understanding of the fact that people around us are constantly eating our fruit that we produce out of our lives, we will give more earnest thought to the kind of fruit we set before them. 
So in other words, your life is sometimes the only Bible that some people read. Your actions, your motives. And so she is saying how that we should guard our hearts and make sure that the example that we are living, not only in front of our children, which that's what this book was originally written for, but as believers, as we're out in the world, that we should have the fruit of the Spirit, that as we're just walking around, as we're shopping or whatever we're doing, that the people around us can be nibbling at our fruit that we are producing, the love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering, that there's an air of difference, that we don't get caught up in the, the excitement or the, the uh, tragedy that what's happening around us, but we can be stable and steadfast because that word is such a powerful anchor of our souls. She also brings forth that light begets like. You cannot be a, a student of the word and take in that teaching and incorporate it in your life without it, number one, changing you, that you are conformed into the image of God. And then as we're out among the uh, just our family or just out doing our jobs, that uh, we can shine forth and be a light. And so you may not even realize it, but people are looking at you and as the peace of God just gives you just an air of confidence uh, that they will be looking at you and your life will be an example uh, before them. So eating our fruit constantly, we just got to understand that we're just not living our lives to ourselves, but we're living it as Jesus with skin on, so to speak. You know, I was at a church at Lakewood years ago and T.L. Osborne came and I'd never seen him before. His his uh, legend came, you know, that he was a great uh, missionary and that the masses, hundreds of thousands of people would come to his meetings. So whenever he walked up to the pulpit, he stood up there very straight and he said, when I got here, God got here. And that just kind of took me back. He didn't say it arrogantly, but he had a confidence that the Jesus in him was so strong that whenever he gets to a place, God gets there. And what a lesson we can learn from that. Whenever we get to our place of employment, whenever we can get up in the morning and be a mother or father to our children in our home, that we set the atmosphere for them to grow up in an atmosphere of love, of discipline, of, of honoring God and putting him first so that whenever you get that concept, whenever you get to the store, your work, wherever you're at, the Jesus in you also gets there and the example that you will live before people and the kind of fruit that you set out, uh, that you permeate out of your life, that people will eat off of that and they will see the difference. So I want to tell you uh, a story that she uh, gave that she did work previously before having uh, Philip, their only son, that she worked in the oil field industry. She was a secretary to several bosses there. And uh, one morning, well, one afternoon, there was a very heated discussion on the phone with her boss and a, a field representative. And it was very heated. And so they scheduled the uh, meeting the next morning to iron out those differences and get that situation straight. 
And so whenever she left that day, she made it a matter of prayer that somehow that uh, God would intervene and cause that meeting to be peaceful. And uh, she just trusted God. He said, she said, God, I don't know how to do it, but you can. So she prayed. And, and so the next morning she gets up and she goes to work. And as soon as she got there, that field rep was already there. She, he was pacing back and forth like a caged lion. And you could tell that he was nervous. He was upset. He was, he was high strung. And so she just she said her greetings and everything, went to her desk, and she noticed that she had some papers uh, that needed to be filed. And so she uh, just went on with her business and uh, asked if the man needed anything. And, and, uh, and so she went on with her work. And as she was filing those files and those papers, she just started just praying and, and singing and worshiping God, just kind of under her breath, but, you know, just just uh, making a joyful noise to the Lord. And so time went on and her boss was about an hour late that morning. And so there was plenty of time to, um, you know, set the atmosphere, so to speak. And so uh, as they were just kind of making little conversations here and there, she noticed how his demeanor started changing. And that field rep started being calm and and cool and even asked her if she needed anything to drink. So he went and got her a Coke that morning. And then whenever the boss came in, he was kind of whistling and he was in a great mood. And they went into his office and they uh, got the situation straightened out. And it was just a smooth morning that could have been very, very chaotic. And so as she was asking the Lord, she said, what happened here? And so the Lord said, you had your fruit on the table. And with that phrase, she started thinking about it and God was showing her that how the fruit that had been deposited in her, the love, joy, peace, long suffering, literally changed the atmosphere in that office that morning. And uh, she saw that how the word of God inside of you is not just kept in there, but it radiates out of your countenance. The, the, the songs that she was singing, the word of God through those songs just created an atmosphere of peace. And so that that uh, problem could be reconciled. And from that, she wrote this book, Keep the Fruit on the Table, because then from that, God showed her uh, different principles that she would later on live out and teach in those Bible studies. One, uh, one of the, the uh, principles is like begets like. In Genesis 1 and 11, I read that earlier, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself, upon the earth, and it was so. So Jesus showed a natural illustration how the fruit of our bodies will cause things to flow freely. And she even uh, uh, showed how the fruit, that the, the natural fruit that we take in our bodies 
it's taken in as fiber and it literally pushes out the heavy things in our body and cleanses our body and causes our body to function properly. And also the sweetness in the fruit is a, a delight to those that eat it. So uh, the natural fruit of our bodies is, it was, a, was an illustration that God showed her. And God has established a natural law in the earth that everything produces after its own kind. Now, you don't go out there and plant a pecan tree and plant it in the ground, cover it up, and, and nurture it, water it, and it bring forth a peach tree. So as this, as we sow kindness, we'll also reap kindness. It's a natural lesson, but it brings in a spiritual lesson as well. God said particularly called attention to the fact that the seed was in itself. And that's whenever he uh, led her to Galatians 5, 22 and 23 about the, uh, the, the spiritual fruit. And so he presented these two passages to her in a way that Jesus also gave parables to his disciples using a natural illustration that was familiar to them. It wasn't an abstract thing that it was in a natural language that they could uh, relate to it and the comparison of the natural as well as the spiritual. So remember, she says, that that was God's life. The germ of God's life is in the seed. So that's why whenever we ask Jesus to be the Lord of our lives and we become born again, he plants a seed in us, but it's up to us to cultivate that, water it with the washing of the word of God. Have a uh, set time that you meet with him, that you pray scriptures. I'm telling you, praying the scriptures is the best way to get answers because he watches over his word to perform it in us. So uh, uh, she uh, saw that how the love and the joy and the peace that was in her that morning literally changed the atmosphere, changed that uh, field rep's heart so that he could sit down and negotiate uh, the situation that was going on. And the seed was in the fruit. You know, we've got fruit, that apples that have apple seeds in it, and the seed is inside the fruit. And also the fruit is in the seed, because once you plant it, then that plant grows up and it produces fruit. God was planting in that man's spirit that morning at least the seed for peace, not the full-grown fruit tree, but uh, later on, she saw that that field rep came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And also her boss also had a personal experience with him. So, you know, you never know the seeds that you plant. You might not see them develop into the, the you know, developed mature fruit tree. But we can always be uh, seed planters. One thing that she said also was, that Jesus wants us in this world not only to be light bearers, that, you know, Jesus is the light. The light is in us because Jesus is in us. We shine the light to a darkened world. But also, she says, but, light, but life bearers. 
not only light bearers, but life bearers. That means whenever you get into situations that the life of God literally comes to light and uh, it bears fruit. We may bear only the embryo of his life in seed form, but his unchanging law still functions. In one place, Jesus rebuked the disciples saying, you don't know what spirit you're of. I know they were coming into a town and uh, they were almost kind of run out of town. And so uh, it was uh, two of his disciples said, well, Jesus, should we pull down fire from heaven and just destroy them like Elisha did? And uh, Jesus said, you don't even know what spirit you're of. You know, whenever we're maybe faced with situations and people have uh, come against us in such a way that it's hurt our feelings or it's really uh, caused us to lose our jobs maybe or something like that, something important. Whenever something has happened to us that we know is wrong, we don't step out and rebuke and try to get revenge, but we just be the light. We stay calm. We let the fruit of the Spirit live out our lives. In Luke 9.55, we are always producing fruit in one way or another. We're always, our life is always producing fruits or seed, and that the scripture calls us trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. So by his grace, let us ever abide in him and be ever planting his seeds of love, joy, peace, etc., for the glory of his name and his kingdom. She ends this chapter as keep the fruit on the table, the table of your life. You spread uh, a table with fruit of the Spirit, and you will also reap those things. Be life bearers and light bearers as, as well. God bless you today, and I hope you enjoyed this lesson.